Welcome to Stop Overthinking, the podcast for overthinkers, people pleasers, and perfectionists who want to feel calm and confident enough to handle whatever life sends your way. I'm your host, Kristen Odegaard, a women's life and mindset coach, lifelong educator, and recovering perfectionist. Smart friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Stop Overthinking podcast. I am here today to talk about the surprising truth about self-confidence. And this topic comes up all the time with my clients. And at the time of this recording, I had actually just spoke at a women's small business conference about it. So if you are one of those who were there listening, this is similar, but will be a little bit broader, not in a business sense. And as I was doing that presentation, it's wonderful for for all women, but I also thought I really need to share this on a little bit broader sense. So when I ask clients about self-confidence or they talk to me about self-confidence, usually what I hear is where it's lacking, where people are afraid or conflicted and not feeling like you measure up. There's a fear of failure, a fear of disappointing other people. I hear about how hard it is to put yourself out there, that you don't like how you look. You're worried about how your kids behave and how that reflects on you, or that your house isn't clean enough, or this isn't new enough. And it's really common to think these things. We're essentially brought up and socialized to think these things, but they're just theories. They're just stories. And basically, it's about insecurity. And so we've developed these complicated narratives about ourselves and we, it's like smuggling them around or wrapping them up and making them look pretty and to seem more fancy and more interesting, but it's really just a lack of self-confidence and an insecurity. And especially when we get to comparisons, and this is so easy now in the age of social media, there's like no secrets and everybody's got their highlight reels going. And so we get these convictions that there's something mysterious that other people have and something that you're lacking. When you are looking at random people on Instagram or the other women at you know, work or in your social circle or moms at school, and you think that they must have something that you don't, more money, more time, more family support, they have more consistent childcare, whatever it is. And it just feels like we don't measure up and there's something wrong with us. For my high achievers and perfectionists, this can look like putting on a mask and pretending like you're really confident, but it's really just an armor against your to protect yourself against insecurity. And in life, it's really easy to compare ourselves to someone else that's further along or at a different place in their journey. And our brains are wired for negativity, so we're going to come up short. And then this becomes a repeating thought pattern because that's what our brains do. It likes to be efficient. It's like they're, it's on cruise control, so it's just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. And we get these repeating, unchecked thoughts that just are masking our lack of self-confidence. And even if you do work on this, and or you get to a spot and things are good, like my relationships are good, we're getting along, I just got a promotion or I had a great quarter, 
And then it comes back in a little bit different form. So even though you believed it for a little while, then it comes back because the underlying thoughts about yourself haven't changed. And so many of my clients have this fundamental lack of self-confidence when it just boils down to they don't believe they're good enough to have what they want. They don't believe they're smart enough or talented enough or thin enough or lovable enough. And then what do we do to try and fix it? Oh, so there's the books and the magazines and the podcasts and the online quizzes, and it doesn't work because we're looking at the wrong things. We are looking at the external make the changes rather than the internal. So even though we have, again, that great quarter, a new client, win with your kids, your parents tell you you're doing a good job, can come in all different ways, whatever those little wins are. We still feel exactly the same because these external compliment, I'm sorry, the external accomplishments don't create the confidence because external things don't create our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings. So if you keep telling yourself that you're not smart enough or you don't work hard enough and then you get a promotion, it's not going to change the thoughts. You're just going to believe that you tricked everyone else or you developed this imposter syndrome or maybe that people felt bad for you and you put in so much time and it was your turn and so you just get promoted. But you still keep these insecure base thoughts because the additional information isn't changing anything. Another thing that we like to do uh, in working on our self-confidence, and this isn't something I'm suggesting, but it's one of the things that we like to do, is we try and ask other people for validation. So like if I confess my insecurities and my friend will tell me, oh, you're being ridiculous, and then I feel better. Or maybe I ask my partner if, you know, I look good today, and he says yes, and then I feel, you know, great. And all that we're really doing is maneuvering this conversation around to set it up to get the person to say something that we want to believe. But what often happens is this other person doesn't have the script that they're supposed to have for the whole situation. And so then it just reinforces our insecurity because you were essentially trying to manipulate someone into saying something that you wanted to hear in the first place. So here's what's happening when you try and get this external validation from other people. You're asking them to offer you a thought that you can think for a few minutes because you believe that someone else said it, so it feels better. But again, we haven't changed those underlying thoughts about ourselves, and we just get back into this cycle. Insecurity is like Teflon, you know, that coating on pots and pans. Nothing sticks to it. It's just going to slide off. Or another metaphor that it's like, you know, candy or sugar. The high is really pleasurable and it feels great for a minute and then it wears off and you feel worse. What's fascinating about self-confidence is that we have it backwards. We think that accomplishments and what other people think of us are what produces it. But get that raise, I'll feel better about myself. If I just lose 10 pounds, I'll feel better about myself. If somebody says that I'm doing a great job, if my parents praise me, I'll feel good. But it's really the opposite. You have to believe in your ability to succeed before you can do the great things. You have to develop confidence first. And you're like, okay, great, Kristen. So I'm doing it all wrong. Now what? So what often we have to do is a whole bunch of unlearning. School and society have taught us that we gain confidence that we're doing things right when we win and succeed. And so because we get that external validation, 
with the A, with, you know, the project that gets completed. We don't get rewarded along the way for trying and error, errors and practice and working hard. And so that that sets us up to not experiment, to not try, to feel like we can't put ourselves forward, that we're doing it wrong. That's why we're constantly asking the other people for that validation. And the confidence simply isn't about your achievements. What we have to do is learn how to rethink about pretty much everything and change our underlying beliefs about yourself. And that's how we build of confidence. If you are looking for validation or assurance from things that you have already done, it's really hard to get to a new place. It's hard to do things that you've never done before. If you're only looking to the past and thinking, I know I can do that. And so one of the first things that we have to do is just to be aware of what your doubtful thinking sounds like. And it's going to be things like, I don't know how. I've never done it before. I'm not as good as this other person. I'm not as known as this other person. I don't have the you know, time, money, energy, home support that this other person does. It's harder for me for these reasons. All of those are doubtful kinds of thoughts. And we have to get away from relying on evidence that we know how to do it or that we've done it before in order to try new things. So confidence, self-confidence, is really the belief that you have what you need already, even if you haven't done it before. It's knowing that you are smart and beautiful and able to figure things out it's knowing that you are already in possession of the qualities that you need to keep moving forward. Even if you don't have the knowledge yet or the skills, but you believe that you have the capability to get there, that is self-confidence. That you know you have the ability to do things that you haven't done before. What I like to do is when we have this doubtful thinking, the, I don't know how, I've never done it before, it's harder for me because, I like to fix it or combine it with thoughts that can help you build self-confidence. So these thoughts are things like, I have my own back, I'm capable, I can show up and take action. I believe in myself unconditionally. I'm learning to X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you're trying. My potential is limitless. And so what it sounds like is, I don't know how to do this right now, but I believe that I can figure it out. I've never done it before, and I have my own back. It's harder for me because I don't have all of the additional time that they do, but I can figure this out. And so putting the thoughts together doesn't immediately change things, but it expands your thinking. The doubtful thoughts are still going to come up. That's just part of 
the human experience and how our brain works. And sometimes it's really hard to just hop into this positivity thinking. And that's why a lot of times affirmations and things don't work because you have to actually believe them. So instead, when those doubts come up and you notice them, you just add the word and, and another thought that is going to help you expand your thinking to the possibility and it will eventually start building that self-confidence. Just remember, it's not about the external. It's the internal belief about yourself. Self-confidence, we want to get to the point where we can believe in ourselves without evidence or history that we've done it before. And a lot of this is going to come from managing the thoughts that you have about yourself. So it's not eliminating the doubt, but recognizing that it's going to come up. And they seem really true. Like, I can give you all the reasons why I haven't done this before, or I don't know how. So it's not trying to dismiss that. It's putting it together with your belief that I can learn, that I can grow, that I can still do these things, that I can ask other people, whatever it is. So that's how we're managing our brain. The other piece that's really important to know about self-confidence is our thoughts create our feelings. And so, so much of what we're looking for with confidence is, is trying to feel a certain way. And our insecurities are about not wanting to feel insecure or less than. And that's completely understandable. But we also know that life isn't only about achievements. It's about trying and learning and growing and going back and doing things again. So I have to be willing to feel emotions for a moment, to feel the disappointment, to feel the rejection, to feel the embarrassment. And it's okay because it's not going to last forever. And the more that I am open to feeling those instead of just repressing things, my world just gets bigger. Self-confidence and what we're working towards is having your own back, trusting yourself to feel emotions, to manage the thoughts about yourself and believe without having done it before. So we're trying to rewire our brain. And this is a process. You're not going to do it perfectly. You have the doubtful thinking and you want to remind yourself of one of those other but it's about building your self-confidence. I'm capable. I really love the phrase, I'm learning, because that's really non-threatening to us. Everybody has learned things. And so if you're like, I've never done this before, I don't know how, and I'm learning how to do this differently. I'm learning how to show up differently. I'm learning how to do X, Y, Z. And that's normally true. So our brain doesn't resist it. And we're just expanding our thinking. So as we're rewiring our brain, we want to get to the point that we know that we're in possession of the qualities that you need for progress and success. It's not about the accomplishments and the achievements and the accolades, but where you learned and grew through challenge and perseverance to become a different person. That's where growth is. That's how we rewire our brain. So... Addition to having our doubt thoughts, using and, and building it with, with some of these other thoughts, you can also just do some journaling about 
the accomplishments and challenging things that you have done. This isn't necessarily to focus on the external, even though it may seem that way. But as you say that, you know, for me, it could be maybe that I got this degree or this certification, or there was this great moment with with my kids or at work. And it's not about the accomplishment, but what did I learn through it? How did I think when it was in the messy middle? How did I feel when it was messy? How did I feel when it was done? And when you focus on that part of what you have done before, you're going to recognize again that you have persevered, that you have done things, you have learned, you have grown through experience, even when it didn't go exactly the way that you wanted. And that's going to build your self-confidence and your self-concept. So we're getting away from the lack and the negativity and dismissing the things that we've done before, but looking at how I grew through the experience, focusing on our thoughts and our feelings rather than basic Now, those are some steps that you can start right now. And it always starts with awareness. Just notice what you're thinking. How do you think about yourself? Are there doubtful thoughts? Where do you feel powerful? And where do you already have self-confidence? Why is that? How can that translate into other places in your life? And just remember that this is ongoing. You're never going to do it perfectly. Your brain is always going to offer you negativity and doubt. And so learning to manage that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It doesn't mean that you don't know how. It just means that you're human and you can still have self-confidence and grow it and develop it as you learn and grow and try new things. All right, my friends, I hope you have a fantastic week. Love it if you would share this podcast, if you are enjoying it, that you would share it with someone else or to leave a review wherever you are listening to podcasts. And that helps other people to find the podcast as well. And so that we can grow and help other people with this information so that they can develop and learn the skills to keep having an amazing life. So I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Stop Overthinking Podcast with Kristen O'Dearn. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who would benefit from the message. To learn more about working with me and links to social media and free resources, head over to my website, coachwithkristen.com. That's Kristen spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes.